Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do, Pope Francis here, Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Hello and how do 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 you're listening to Mayo are back season three episode six you're joining myself TJ as I sit here in an unusual scenario I'm going at it alone flying solo this week I'm all alone but the podcast was demanded it was highly highly anticipated by the fans and we had to put one out so we've Left no stone unturned. We've even gone to the lengths of getting our very own Fat Larry on the line. I hope we can hear him clearly. Fat Larry, are you there? How do you, TJ? How do you to all the Mayo Back listeners? Apologies that I could not be there in person, but unfortunately, last weekend as I left the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick, I was abducted and thrown into the back of a transit van you're finding me currently in Roundstone County, Galway, where I've been held hostage. So apologies, I can't be there. It was a good job you called. I haven't talked to anyone all week, so it's great to get the call. Yeah, I was very confused. We were leaving Limerick and we were side by side one minute. And then I think I went into Supermax for eight chicken burgers. And the next thing you know, you were gone, Fat Larry. I, I couldn't find you. So I've been well, traipsing yeah. around at the the little Ford Focus, the little baby blue Ford Fiesta myself uh, since, obviously, Limerick last weekend. And I've been slowly but surely making my way to Killarney for the Kerry game this weekend. But I've missed oh, you. It's good to hear that you're alive and kicking. It's nice to hear your voice. It's, it's been a long time. I, I'm not used to uh, going so long without seeing you. But listen, I'll know for again, it was completely my own fault. That's what you get for calling a bunch of Galway inbreds a shower of pricks. So I, I got my comeuppance, but I'll be all right. Hopefully, I'm hoping to get out of here and please God, I'll be in Killarney come Sunday. Well, we've got an action-packed month coming up, Fat Larry and folks. And as I'm sure you're all too well aware that Mayo, finally, for the first time in their long, long history, entered, they gained their passage into the Sugar Eights. What's your thoughts, Fat Larry, on Mayo getting to the Sugar Eights? We didn't, we didn't quite think it was going to happen for a long spells. We didn't, no, but listen, it's, it's unbelievable to be here in the Sugars. You know, we were very worried for a period there that we were going to be left without anything to do for another summer. Last summer, I think everyone can admit, was a, a strange situation to be in. I personally didn't mm-hmm. know what to do with myself at times. I was walking around like I was, I was just a bit... I was just a bit... I wasn't myself, and I don't think you're anyone was. You were a bit I was. Listen, I, I, resembled, uh, I resembled David Drake fumbling and messing around with the ball in the middle of the field there, going this way and that. I didn't really know what to do with myself. So it's unbelievable. Unbelievable for us. It gives us 
something to do for the next few weeks and we can't complain. And as you said yourself, going to get the, the cash flow flowing nicely again for the country board and for all of us as well. Yes, Tommy G will be laughing all the way to the bank. What do you think their chances are of actually making the after eights? Because I know we're delighted to get there and some would say it's an achievement having lost out at the fourth round qualifier stage last season that you know, Mayo have already achieved for this year. Having won a league, having got to the Sugar 8s, they've already done enough for the fan base to be happy. But yeah, I'd be yeah. worried calling for Mayo to get to the after 8s. They, they need to get out of this group and set themselves up for a shamey phylum. Absolutely, you're dead right. I completely agree with you. You know, we're probably at the equivalent of a chocolate digestive biscuit at the minute. We need to get through these and hopefully if we get through them all, we're going to get on to the after 8s. Think, you know, that's where we all want to be. They're the ones we all want, you know. And will we spare a little thought for Galway, who were knocked out in quite a salty fashion? They're not getting the sweetness of the Sugar Eights at all this season. Well, I think you could say that they well and truly felt the the full force of the salt, the, the, the salty mayo breeze, you could say, couldn't you? And that's what they've been, they've been blown into now. But it's, we've been a long time waiting to beat them. I was, I was absolutely thrilled myself now in the final. Oh, it was the a last great game. I left two shorts on the flat of their back down at the, the LIT Partnagail Gaelic Grounds in Limerick. You know, it was great. We've had a few bad days down there, but that surely was one of the good ones. The lit Gaelic Grounds were lit, as far as I could gather, on Saturday evening. And they were lit oh, up by one man, Seamus Carr, and his absolute wonder goal, the Arda Assassin. What did we think about yeah. Barry? Talk us through well, that piece of beauty. Well, listen, he picked up the ball on the wing and, you know, he went by his man with, you know, incredible speed. When I saw what happened, I, I couldn't believe that he was, you know, taking the, the shot on for the goal. I was expecting him fully to, you know, just throw the ball over the bar with the, the swing of his hand or his fist, you know, so... To see the ball heading into the top corner, wow, what a start. We couldn't have dreamed of such a great start. Yeah, it was a real sack buster. But I think I'd be kind of with you in that sense, Fat Larry. Okay, got 8 million views on Twitter and all the rest of it. Would it have been the better option to have fisted it over for the one-pointer? I mean, if it was his dad, Andy Moran, in that situation, you know he would have had only fisting on his mind and he would have employed that fist first yeah. no you're absolutely you're dead right and listen the problem for him now going into the the sugar eight now is he's going to be a marked man they they know what he can do mm. i think we'd have been as well off beating galway by a little bit less just taking our handy point and you know probably stayed in the long grass a little bit more so you know it'll remain to be seen if you'll get more space Fat Larry, I don't think it's for the lack of trying. I mean, we gave Galway every chance. We gave them every sort of bite at the biscuit they wanted. We gave them even a penalty towards the end. Absolutely. Well, as we tend to do in all, all of our games, you know, it's something that we... I think the word we've used before is... What, what was the word we were for? Being pegged. You know, we, we do like to be pegged in these games. Absolutely. Um, but you know what? It means that we don't get too ahead of ourselves. I had an interesting encounter with a couple of Galway fans last weekend, a group of four men who got up out of their seats to leave with 15 minutes to go. And I said, listen, guys, sit down. Where are you going? There's a long way to go in this one. I think Galway were eight points up at the time. And sure enough, they came back to nearly win it somehow. But that's the, that's the beauty of following this Mayo team, isn't it? 
I think you're right, Fat Larry, and you summed it up there when you said, "May we're very lucky not to get pegged in the back door this season." Absolutely. So we're just going to maybe have one or two more comments on that Galway game. It would be an extraordinary sequence of events when the Mayo are back podcast would actually find themselves talking about the finer details of an actual match that happened. And yep. as you know, Fat Larry, and as all the listeners will know, we're a very self-centered and self-obsessed podcast. And in the sense that we stay true to ourselves, our core beliefs, we only talk about Mayo. Now, if I could bend that rule slightly this week to just go in on the Galway team for a moment, because, you know, it's been a difficult few years for us and we've had our ups mm-hmm. and downs with Galway. So I think having seen that game the last day, it's just worth mentioning. What an absolutely disgraceful, farcical shambles of a side Kevin Walsh has put together. Give a man the six yeah. best forwards in the province, the best club in the country, one of the most beautiful brands of football that's ever been seen. Give him the raw materials and watch him play atrocious, horrendous, defensive football. And that when it came down to it, both against Roscommon and against Mayo, Galway had to kick the ball and win the game and they weren't able to do it. They were Absolutely. an absolute farce and I would hate to be a Galway person this week. DJ, you completely summed it up in one there. Just as a little different perspective for the listeners out there, a little story that I, I have from last weekend. I happened to encounter a couple of uh, the Galway players out for a little pre-game swim the night before the game. Now, this my experience, this completely sums up the gutless nature of these Galway players. While I was swimming around in the cold Atlantic water, these two Galway guys, they come up with towels wrapped around them, and they didn't even go in ankle deep. It was too cold for them. They got up and they left. This sums these guys up. These guys are they're useless. They're, they're, they're not men at all. I don't know what you'd call them. They're shambles. Well, whatever it does, whatever it does, whatever we can say about those Galway lads, we can just wax lyrical about our own male boyings and say that they're the opposite. They are everything that we need and want and deserve right now. What a fine, fabulous, fit group of guys that we're looking at, Fat Larry. 100%. One more thing, can I just before we move on from the Galway game, just something else that I picked up there yesterday, and I'm going to aim this back at our own supporters for the minute. Um, just something that I picked up on the stand. Just the, sh- the carry-on of some of the Mayo supporters, it, it's not really acceptable. Can I ask for your thoughts, TJ, on the booing of opposition free-takers? What did you make of that from the game in Limerick? So the booing of opposition free-takers, it's part and parcel of the GAA. In fact, it's something that we do extremely well in Mayo. We've been known for doing it at the most minuscule of club games. You know, you're playing against your local rival and there's a county player playing for them. Of course you're going to boo them every time they take a free and jeer them if they happen to miss it. So seeing that tactic employed in the stands on Saturday left me with a little bit of sour taste in the mouth now because it's a bit early in the season for that. I think you could reserve that for Crow Park games, semi-finals, violence. I think at this stage in the year, it's a bit, it's a bit of a, it's a bit, it's a bit sad to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, you know, all this I... is the same fan base, Fat Larry, the self-proclaimed best fan base in Ireland that won't even chant Mayo do 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 and wouldn't even join in with the David Clark chant that we tried our best effort to get going at the last day. So I don't know I'm... what we're to do about it. We've tried with these Mayo fans. I think these Mayo fans 
need to get their act together and give us back a bit. What do you think? Well, let's put it this way, TJ. At the last weekend, we saw videos circulating on the internet of the Tyrone team chanting songs um, inciting sectarian uh, abuse um, on the way home from their game against Cavan. All the while, the Mayo players on their team bus home from Limerick, they were singing about how their goalkeeper actually resembles a shark. So, you know, I think if the players can do it, why the hell can't the fans do it, you know? If it's good enough for them, it should be good enough for the, the fans as well. Well, you're correct there, Fat Larry, in a sense that the players always do set the example. Or sometimes the manger gets the chance to set an example. And one example that was set in the immediate aftermath of the game the last day was this mad oh. rush of Mayo players from the pitch into the stand, which, for me, as a fan, that travels the length and breadth of this country and, and even the world, the length mm. of them, the world to follow this Mayo side. To them to turn around and not allow me to get my jersey signed for the fifth week in a row and not allow me to get my hundredth picture with Killian O'Connor, it just, it sickens me to my core. Well, put it this way, Cullen Boyle has signed my Mayo baseball cap after every single game, league championship, FBD league, going back as far as 2012. That streak has been broken now, and to be honest with you, I'm sickened about it. But listen, Shameful stuff. Yeah. Players, mangers, the and fans alike. Players, mangers and fans alike must hang their head in shame. 100%. Now, I up on something you said there about the Homelie days. Mm. And the, the win against Galway, Fat Larry, you know, it, it was well celebrated, of course. Of course it was well celebrated. But in some quarters, it's been described as a little bit bittersweet. What was your take on that? Well, it, it is a little bit sad to a degree, you know. It brings to end uh, a really magical spell for Mayo GA. In particular for us as well, we've really enjoyed the days of the Homely curse. Just to see those men being vindicated year in, year out, and showing everyone that they were much better at their jobs than they were made out to be by certain players and people within the county. I thought it was just a... A little flow of vindication for those great Mayo men. Sadly, it's come to an end. But listen, the show goes on. Pat and Noel are still very much in our thoughts as we head to Killarney this weekend. The last Mayo manger to oversee a Mayo victory in Killarney was 2015. And that, of course, was the then Mayo manger, Pat and Noel. Pat and Noel, what a manger he was. And they managed to find a way to victory in a game which... Most people will remember the nutrient-rich Evan Regains picked up a terrible, nasty shoulder injury down in Killarney that time. And, you know, injuries, the last thing we want at the moment. We have enough already and we have more coming in down the line. I would hate to see the nutritious Evan Regox picking up any other sort of a knockdown there. A hundred percent. And I completely, I completely agree with your, your point there. Another one, obviously, that day, I think we saw the, the debut of the now greatest Mayo captain of all time, Paddy Durkin. He made his debut in that game back at the, the start of the Homelly reign. Obviously, through their time with Castlebar Mitchells, they were very good friends. And, you know, unfortunately, we've heard the news that he is out of the game 
in Killarney at the weekend. Well, as we far as we know, injury, Fat Larry. How much do we know about it? Well, if it's if it's um, if it's only as bad as Lee Keegan's injury was made out to be last week, we can fully expect to see him play a full seventy minutes and probably play one of his best games for Mayo. So you just don't know. This could be another dummy team. You know, you never know with what James Horan is going to do in terms of selection. So I wouldn't be half surprised to see him still lining out at wing back on Sunday. Well, let's hope that is the case. If not, we and all the team Ash May were back would like to wish Patsy Duncan a very quick recovery. We can't talk about this game or team selection or anything at all. It's been overshadowed by something, Fat Larry. It's been overshadowed by the question mark around who the all-time record scorer in the GA Championship is going to be. And at the moment, it is the Gooch. But we think by this day next week, it will be our cock. We think our cock will overtake the Gooch in terms of... Well, you might, think that, you might think that, TJ, but I, I happen to disagree here. And, um, oh, I disagree slightly with that. Obviously, Killian's scoring record has been second to none over the last number of years. But based on the current form of this Mayo forward line and the scoring stats, I think there's a much better chance of Darren Cohn going past Killian and Cullum Cooper this Sunday with the way he's going. He's been absolutely flying it. He's, he's, he's in top form. He's playing so well, TJ, that we've actually now, I think we've, we've agreed collectively that Stephen Cohen even is one of our finest players on this team. And that's all it's down. Very, we heard it in the stands the last day. The Cones are in the zone. The Cones brothers, they've had a very mixed run with this Mayo side, you know, in and out like fiddlers' elbows over the last couple of years. They've had their disagreements. Darren, of course, is from Hollymount. Stephen is from Caramore. They absolutely don't get on outside of this Mayo sphere. But when they come then, to Mayo yeah. train, they put it to one side and they're working. One thing we mentioned at this very, very start of the year, some of our eagle-eared podcast listeners will remember, we said that Danny Fjord and his use of cones could motivate the cones that were already there in existence and really, really get the best out of them. These well, guys are standing tall like traffic cones at the moment in a field of tiny little football-based cones. It's 100%. amazing. Go back, folks. Listen to the podcast. We said it very, very clearly, and we were laughed at. We were ridiculed. People said there's no way that Stephen Cohen could improve that much in the year. But it's all about the magic of Danny Ford and his love for the Cohen. And, I mean, we said it. I think it's, it's come to pass. They've been absolutely flying. You know, Stephen has clearly seen that his brother Darren, who spent the last number of years drinking pints, just come into the Mayo team and sourced straight past him. This seems to have just given him a little bit of a kick up the arse that he needed. And, you know, in a time when we have a lot of injuries, it's great to see him playing so well. He's a man that has plenty of points in the belly, but you can see there's fire in the belly there as well. And having picked up Man of the Match last week, GAA Player of the Week the week before, you know, all of these are good signs. All of these are pointing in the direction of Mayo Fever kicking in. We're going to start voting for these guys. We're hopefully going to win a player of the week every single week between now and the end of the year. Win, lose, or draw. One last thing I will say before we move on from the Cones, Fat Larry. One last thing on that topic is it would be remiss of us not to mention one man who works quietly behind the scenes, the third Cone brother. Yes, not many people know about this one. 
But it's David Clark's kicking cone that he takes his kickouts off. And in the game against Galway in particular, the way he set Clark the Shark up for these lofted guarded chips into all pockets of the field, I thought it was... It all it, exactly. it, it, it filled me it filled me with joy. Well, you know, David Clark's cone has had tough days as well, no more than Stephen Cohen and you know, maybe the sixteenth man, Rob Hanelli as well. They've all been they've all been victims of this rotation of goalkeepers. It must be a very difficult role to play being the Clark the excuse me, the, the cone of David Clark because you just don't know from one week to the next you know, are you going to be let out of the gear bag? Are you going to be sitting on the bench? Are you going to be out in the field? You know, you just don't know. It's a very precarious position being in, being the cone of Clark. But, you know, I think with the way the Clark the Shark has been playing in the last few weeks, I think uh, the third cone is definitely going to be seeing a lot of game time for the coming weeks. I agree with you, Fat Larry. Now, it goes against an awful lot of what we would stand for here at Mayor Back. We're playing... Cones over Crows, we're leaving Drake on the line, Barry Big Bird is retired, we don't seem to have that same aerial threat that we once had, but look, the ostrich, where's the ostrich? The ostrich is another thing, another man that we're lacking. Scoring Eddie Doran, he'd be another good man for the tighten up, plug any leaks in the back line, but now we have a post there that gained a bit of traction on Instagram, and that was the launch of some of the Mayor Back merch, which you've all been looking for and waiting for and eagerly anticipating. Well, the first new line of merch for the 2019 is the Sensory Deprivation Mask for Close Encounters. Would you like to tell the inbreds about that one, Fat Larry? Yeah, so essentially, it is a very useful piece of kit for all Mayo fans out there. Um, you can bring it with you. You in your, it, it's quite small, it folds up quite small. So you're able to bring it in your smaller than A4 size bag into uh, Mayo games. You can leave it there until usually around the 60th minute or so. What you can do then is you can strap the mask around your head. You won't be able to see anything, hear anything. It'll just make the last 10 minutes a lot easier on you if you can't see what's happening on the field as. Um, Mayo kick away big lead. As we said, you can still feel the fans around you celebrating, which is nice as well. But I think it just makes it a lot easier on Mayo fans because, as we know, it's not easy. Well, they've done the research, Fat Larry, and I've seen the evidence of it firsthand myself. Blood pressure is down, cholesterol is down, stress level is down. When a contrary Mayo fan puts on that mask in the last 10 minutes of a game, it just calms them because exposing them to an actual football match at that stage of the game could be enough to kill them. Absolutely. And listen, listen TJ, and, and if, you know, if any of the listeners out there are worried about the mask or that it mightn't work, it'll make you look extremely unwell. It'll make you look as unwell as you are with your red face and your green and red baseball cap on. So you don't have to worry about that. You'll still look like a complete half-fake. There's nothing to worry about in that regard. Whether you're not well, a half-bake, or a fully-blown inbred, this mask is the mask for you. And for people suffering from Mayo fever, I would say it's absolutely essential to get one of these before the absolutely. green and red mist descends in the sugar. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you just stop that, you know, Mayo fever travelling through the air as well. 
is very, very important. It's almost like the, you see the people wearing masks. It has the exact same effect. So it's very, very, very helpful for, for male fans. Just while we're here, we better plug all of the leftover Homely merch and single-use Instagram content that we made. Uh, it's a little bit embarrassing now to have so much left over and have to be selling it all with the curse over and all the rest of it. Our Homely curse t-shirts, hats, flags, headbands, all the rest of it. It's all yeah. pretty much for the tip now, but it has made us open our eyes and realize at Mayor Back that there will be no more single-use content in future. Everything that's made will be used. Multi-use, uh, sustainable, sustainability. We're basically only doing that for Matthew and I hope he notices and I hope he respects that because he is a handsome young devil fat Larry. This is Matthew Ruan. He used to play with the minors and the under 21s. Do you remember this guy? Oh, I do remember him. He, he had a stint there with the, with the Mayo senior team for a, a period, but it just doesn't seem to work out for him. But you never know. Years to come, he might, he might get it together again. He might take a, a break from making uh, single-use plastics and uh, selling mortgages to uh, children under the age of 12 around Mayo. And he might come back into the team again. You wouldn't know. Yeah, well, he's meant to be making a speedy recovery, but God knows if Killian O'Connor did have Tombstone pile driver to you, you'd be out injured for a couple of weeks as well. Well, listen, as we all know well, there are a few players in the squad who don't want to see any of these young guys come up too quickly. You know, so... And James Hornan is encouraging this level of training ground brutality, isn't he, Fat Larry? He's encouraging it. He's telling the guys to break bones when they go in for tackles. Well, sure, look, we've seen it in training. We've seen Danny Fjord setting the cones up on the side of the reek. We've seen the Mayo players sprinting in and out from Ludberg to Clare Island when the tide was out. You know, we've seen seen them, you know, go toe-to-toe in the boxing ring against each other, fisting each other and whatnot. So, you know, it's... It seems to be the way Horan is going about it. I can't say that I really agree with him, but I suppose we have to keep faith in him. You know, we, we did sack Homelli and Stephen Rochford to get him back, so I suppose the players will just have to get up and get on with it, won't they? They will, they will, Fat Larry, and maybe on Saturday evening we'll be able to take out that training ground brutality on the opposition team, as opposed to keeping it in-house and injuring all of our players and giving them concussions. Hopefully we'll actually be able to use it on the others. Now, this game in Kerry is going to be something else, Fat Larry. Do you have any predictions for it? Um, well, listen, I think I was looking at the odds there. Mayo have not been beaten in Kerry since 2009. As James Horan said, we recently bet them in a National League final. We bet them by three. We should have bet them by 15. You, you know, so I can't see how the bookies have us as outsiders for this one. We've got full bill of health. We're not missing any of our major players. I'm saying Mayo from the get-go. I'm saying Mayo by six or more, TJ. Well, I'm going to channel my inner Martin Carney here and ask the question, how will this game manifest itself? And I wonder how proceedings will manifest over the course of the game. Will Mayo be able to manifest Kerry down the stretch? I don't know, but we'll see when the manifestation process occurs, whether Mayo will or won't whether they do, 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 or don't, don't, don't get this victory, I think it could be the cusp, of, uh, the start of something absolutely brilliant for this crop. It's going to be a great weekend, TJ. Listen, all I'm particularly worried about at the minute is manifesting my way out of the back of this van and getting my way to Killarney. Once we get there, we'll worry about it then. But, you know, I'm feeling very confident for a change. 
the listeners might be a little bit surprised to hear it's so positive. But I think, I think we're going to do it 100%. Well, there's nothing scarier than a Mayo fan who's getting filled with positivity after one win. Six months of lambasting this team and management setup was all being put to one side now as we all come together and focus on making this one big happy family roll all the way into Crow Park well, in the, like, the last right, echelons of this competition. You're dead right. This, it's the cycle of being a Mayo fan. We're going to be negative enough for long enough. We're going to go back to hating each other and giving out about the setup come September and October, all the way through the FBD League, all the way through the National League. But then when we just barely survive relegation, come to the championship, you know, we might lose in the first round year in, year out. But this time of year, this is when the positivity comes back. We get the wins rolling. And as far as I'm concerned, we're invincible and we're definitely going to win. Fat Larry, I think on that note, it's time for us to say, Slondu, thank you very much for your contribution as ever. It's been, the pleasure has been all mine. Well, thanks for having me, TJ. Listen, all I can say is hopefully I managed to find a way out of this van. I'm going to find some, uh, I'm going to have to come up and have some sort of a plan to manifest a way out of this van. And please, God, we'll see you in Killarney on Sunday. PG now. Mind the roads, Fat Larry. Mind the roads. Take care.